0: Don't you know that your faith is the only way to grow your relationship with God? And your faith starts by proclaiming what you
1: know. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother, Glenn, own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Good morning. morning.
0: Well, are you starting to get in the Christmas spirit already? Yeah, me too. And you know, talking about this week, Texas has got to be the only place in the world where it can be 80 degrees in the day and 30 degrees that night. That's unbelievable. Now, Do you, do you remember back in the summer when it was so hot, we came up with a few, uh, you know, it's so hot jokes? You remember that? Remember the one that says, you know, uh, it's so hot the chickens are hatching hard-boiled eggs? Remember that one? Well, let me tell you something. It was cold. On Thursday. How cold was it? I'll tell you how cold it was on Thursday. It was so cold. Our coffee shop was serving coffee on a stick. I'm telling you, it was it was cold last Thursday. It was so cold, I saw a lawyer with his hand in his own pocket. (laughs) Okay, I got to apologize. I got to apologize to my attorney friends. Uh, But I'll probably get sued anyway. Okay, here's the best one. It was so cold. It was so cold, Pastor Dan's hair stood up all by itself.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll probably pay for that one. Okay, well, I want to tell you something. There, there's a few things that I've learned in business over the years that I believe is is helpful, that's helpful to apply in our spiritual lives as well. And, And one of those things is, is that when you get to a place where you just don't know what to do, then what you do is you go with what you know. You see, if you needed someone to teach you trigonometry, you wouldn't come to me. I can barely spell it, and I certainly couldn't help you with it. Because I have no personal experience in that subject from which to draw on. Now, on the other hand, if you have a product that you wish to take to market, I'm just going to bore you to death with all my opinions and my stories of experiences that I've had in that area. So when we come under spiritual attack, and our faith is challenged, and we don't feel very spiritual, and we fall into doubt and fear about our life and where it's going, the best thing that we can do is to return to our past experience our faith was strong and draw from those times when we heard from God or when we felt his hand on our life or when we witnessed his miracles now, now there's nothing wrong with listening to others to encourage you and to strengthen you and that's great too and that's what I'm trying to do right now but it doesn't compare with you reminding yourself of what you know and if you'll just stop and think about what you know it'll change everything Because don't you know that God is alive and He's a ruler over heaven and earth? And don't you know that the Word of God is true and it's His guidebook for living? And don't you know that Jesus Christ was sent from God the Father to show us how to live? And His death and His resurrection is the reason we're saved and we can have a relationship with God. And don't you know that through His Holy Spirit, God can live in us and influence how we live and how we think and how we serve our purpose. Don't you know that Jesus is coming again? Don't you know that your faith is the only way to grow your relationship with God? And your faith starts by proclaiming what you know. You see, we all know these things. We haven't forgot them. And once we stand on what we know, then we become like that centurion I was telling you about a few weeks ago. He was convinced that Jesus could heal, and he saw no reason for him to go to his house to do it. He said, Lord, just speak the words, and it'll be done. And when we can do that, we can start to connect the dots again, and then anything becomes possible. Because if God is in control and his word is true, then there's certainly hope for me, and for my situation. Sometimes you may feel like your faith is weak, but when you go with what you know, your faith will surely grow. And that's when something good will happen in Jesus' name.
1: It has been said that worry and anxiety are just unbelief in disguise. Up next, learn how to have the peace of God during difficult circumstances. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I have a
0: word for you and for me this morning if you're dealing with anxiety in your life. And actually, it's not my word, it's, uh, but it is from the word. It's in Philippians, and the, uh, here's where the Apostle Paul says this. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a great word. Can you say amen? Well. Having things that cause anxiety and stress in our life, that that really can't be prevented. But here's the thing, and here's, here's the test. For us Christians, anxiety and stress is not allowed to stay in our life. It has to go. It's a destructive exercise. In fact, it's been said that worry and anxiety is just unbelief in disguise. Jesus talked about the subject too. Here's what he said. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single day or single hour to his life? And since you can't do this very little thing, then why do you worry about all the rest? This past Friday, we got the call that it was time for baby Jude to be born. So we did all the normal things. We went to the hospital. And we began the vigil that shortly became obvious was going to take quite a while. And while my wife and both daughters were in the delivery room, the rest of us set up shop in the hospital waiting room. Have Anybody done this? Now, beside the fact that waiting for anything very long is not my strong suit, uh, we settled in with a Starbucks and a vending machine around the corner. Uh, We talked until we got tired of talking. Uh, That's because Christy was there. Um. (laughs) we watched six consecutive episodes of Law and Order (laughs) one episode of The Closer but then the anticipation of the birth turned into concern because it was taking so long and the delivery process went past 24 hours and now it had become worry uh, anxiety and even some fear And the last few hours of the delivery seemed like an eternity to me. And every parent will understand this, that when your kids are in trouble, it's the most helpless feeling that you can have. At that moment, you'd do anything, you'd give up anything, just to know that they're all right. Well, I'm happy happy to report today that my daughter Elise and the baby are fine. And even though it was a difficult delivery with some very scary moments for both of them, I learned later that Those in the delivery room with Elise, my wife and my other daughter Ashley and some of the medical professionals all called out on the Lord for help during this challenging delivery. And you see as Christians, when we face circumstances that create fear and anxiety in our life, our spiritual instinct should be to do exactly what they did. I wanted to trust God in that situation. I was trying to. But I was frozen in in fear. And my fear got in the way. But thankfully my wife and daughter were eyewitnesses to the crisis. But they were determined to trust God to see them through it. The situation was completely out of our hands. But the word teaches us that nothing is too big or too small. That we can't call out to God for help. And the word also tells us that even though we may not know the outcome of the situation... We're still assured of the peace that only God could give us. There's a 19th century evangelist named George Mueller. He once wrote that the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the beginning of faith is the end of anxiety. So when we feel anxiety and fear rising up in us, no matter what kind it is, That's our opportunity to show our faith and trust in God. The Word says, by prayer and petition, that's turning our anxiety over to Him. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Worry, anxiety, fear. These are the greatest tools of the enemy to distract us, and to defeat us. But the Word shows us that our faith in God will trump fear and anxiety every time. And God intends for us to use those events in our life to grow and to find peace and joy in the hope of Jesus Christ. So no matter what is causing anxiety in your life today, when you have to wait those two or three days for the lab test results to come in, or when your bills are due, you don't know how you're going to pay them. Or when, they're, when you hear that they're going to lay people off at your place of work. That's the time. That's the time you have to let your faith rise up in you. And push the worry and the anxiety aside. Because you have the promise of a peace that transcends All understanding through Jesus Christ. And if you'll do that, I promise you, something good will happen. Something good will happen in Jesus'
1: name. Having the joy of the Lord is not contingent on your present circumstances. Stay tuned to be reminded of how amazing it is to have the joy of the Lord in your daily life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the bright side. Do you have the joy of the Lord in
0: you today? And I'm asking you because there may be things going on in your life that you aren't happy about. In fact, there's probably a number of things going on that you're not happy about. But I want you to know that when you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, the joy of the Lord is always yours to have, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening in your life. And I want to share with you how I use God's Word to remind me how amazing it is to have the joy of the Lord in our daily life. First, I want you to repeat this line with me. The joy of the Lord is thine when you remember to lose your mind. That's right. (laughs) Now, you're probably thinking, speaking of losing your mind, I think Bob's just lost his. But over the next five minutes, I think I can show you what I mean. Now, Let's go back to the joy of the Lord for a minute. When the Apostle Paul was trying to encourage the Philippians, this is what he says. He says, rejoice in the Lord, always. And then after he says that, he stops. And he's he's wanting them to listen to him. He says it again. He says, again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice. Paul puts this to us as an important instruction, as something necessary for growing our faith. Having joy and rejoicing in the Lord is not meant to be contingent on any of the present circumstances that we're in. Paul rejoiced while he was in prison. I'm sure he wasn't happy about being there, but the Word says he sang. And he worshipped as he faced possible execution. You see, Paul knew that real joy is different from happiness. Happiness is an emotion that comes from how things are going in our life. Things are good, happy. Things not so good, not happy. But joy is an attitude of the mind and of the heart. Joy is an intentionally looking at life through the Word and the promises of God. Joy is an approach to life based on the hope and the purpose in Jesus Christ. Every Christian can have, should have the joy of the Lord. And not having the joy of the Lord means you're living beneath the level of the blessing that God has destined you to live. Having the joy of the Lord is the birthright of every child of God. And the joy of the Lord can transcend and overcome and even overshadow events in your life that cause heartbreak and grief. Now, what does the joy of the Lord have to do with losing your mind? Well, just so you know, when I say lose your mind... I don't mean go crazy or go out of your mind. You see, I believe that many times the joy of the Lord that we should be enjoying is interrupted and intercepted by the world and the way the world wants us to see things. The world constantly is shoving the garbage at us at such a rapid pace that it influences our thinking without us even realizing it. And what the world pushes on us says everything is a mess. And it's all getting worse. The world promotes fear, and it sells self-indulgence. It sells materialism, and it does everything it can to try to cloud our vision of all things godly. And the world wants you to see things the way the world does. And that's a problem in keeping the joy of the Lord. And that's why that same Apostle Paul said, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Is Paul saying we should ignore the world? Turn off the TV and the computers? No, I don't think that's what Paul is saying. I think he's saying that when we renew our mind, that we're striving to have the mind of Christ. And when we do we will begin to see the world as Christ sees it and not as the world presents itself. And thankfully, the Lord sees the world as people like you and me who He loves and wants to share His joy and His future with. You see, every follower of Christ has the gift of the joy of the Lord. He intended us to have it And He intended us to keep it. Jesus said, These things have I spoken to you that My joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. And it's not just that He wants us to have it. But the Word also says the joy of the Lord is our what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So what I'm saying to you this morning is... The joy of the Lord is yours. But we need to have the mind of Christ and begin to see the world through His eyes to keep it. Don't let anyone, don't let anything that's happened to you, don't let anything on earth distract you or discourage you from the blessing and benefits of knowing Christ and experiencing His joy. Even if... You have to lose your mind to do it.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers?